Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast. Y'all, it's so nice outside. I really, really, like, I love recording. I'm happy to record, but usually I'm out on Wednesdays most of the day, and then I come in and record, but today I work from home, and then I record it. So it's like, it's so nice. I had so much work to do. I didn't even, like, get to enjoy this 80 degree weather like the first hot day in the city but what I will say is quite usually when it's nice like this I'm like oh it's nice we need to go to maniac I need margaritas I need to get a drink I need a happy hour blah 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 but I'm not doing it I'm not doing it at all I have been on this healthy journey Y'all girl has been juicing and I have been seeing a lot of great results from it, not just on like, um, like weight loss or anything, but like, you know, my body, how my body reacts to things, my skin, you know, like everything has just been different. Even like how my appetite, I don't really have a sweet tooth like that anymore either. Um, so I, I'm liking juicing. Um, I've been working out. I just have been, I've been doing really good. Me and my workout partner, my sister, we have been doing great, um, being consistent, showing up for ourselves. And that part is amazing. But working out is like, it just takes up so much fucking time that I don't even realize that it's taking up such so much time out of my day that I really have to start reworking how my life works because it really takes a big chunk in the middle of the day to work out. And I, I do enjoy it, but it's too much shit that comes with the gym, right? Like, it's like I work from nine to five then, I got to go to the gym, show up for myself, go hard, you know. But at the times in which I go to the gym, it's always crowded. So it's always crowded. And not only is it crowded, people really don't understand boundaries or like goddamn personal space. And that's one of the biggest pet peeves I have with like going to the gym is that like people really just want to be in your way. Like people will like really want to be in your way. And it's like all this space, all this gym, and you want to plop right next to me. Although you see that I'm doing freaking mountain climbers and burpees and I need space. You want to come invade my space. Then it was this girl. And I really don't get Philly people because I don't know why y'all think people are non-confrontational or like, you're not going to be like, um, excuse me, you know, whatever. Me and my sister were working out using two machines, going back and forth for switching reps. And my sister got uh, from her machine. I'm walking towards the machine. This girl has been in the room with us the entire time. She wasn't even working on a body part that we were working on. It just seemed like she just trying to do shit. She literally sits where, like, where my sister just got up from. And I'm like, excuse me, we still using it? And she's like, oh, I didn't know. I said, yeah, we're still using it. And she's like, oh, oh, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. How many reps y'all got? I was like, one more each. So she's like, all right, no problem. And then she was just standing there looking awkward. And I'm like, 
okay i'll let you you'll let you know when we done but instead of going to another machine she was just sit, standing there and i'm like i don't know why y'all do that like it's just weird go use another fucking machine like if i go to the fucking gym and i see that somebody's using something like the stairmaster i want to do warm-ups on the stairmaster it's only a few in this gym if it's full i'm going to figure out something else to do I'm not going to stand there and watch you do stuff. And the thing about it is everybody just so weird and want to be in people's space and don't respect fucking boundaries. And that is why I hate going to, that's part of the reason I like the gym, but that's the reason when I be like, I don't feel like going to the gym, it'd be shit like that. But I never worked out and ever felt like, damn, I really regret working out. So that's why I continue to show up and I like it. It's fun. I feel like I'm getting back to how I was before. I know I talked about it on the show, like really um, fitness became like a real hobby for me. I was doing Pilates classes, CrossFit, going to the gym, doing um, like a full body workout class every Thursday uh, with a local trainer in boxing. Like I really became immersed into working out. Um, so I'm just trying to find it again, you know, especially boxing. Um, that's a really great workout. It was a really good way, you know, to get aggression off. Like after you work a full, like working and you working with people, like I really like boxing. I, I hope the trainer that I worked with start bringing back boxing because I really like it. Like, I I think my top two was hot Pilates and boxing. Like, those two, I feel like burnt fat, great workout. Definitely, the thing about Pilates, I like, it made me disciplined, not just on the day that I did hot Pilates, but throughout the entire week because I knew when I go back to that class, it would be harder if I didn't do anything the entire week or if I didn't eat right or if I didn't work out throughout the week because you really need your strength, you need your energy and you really need like good, be hydrated in a really good way. So I'm looking forward to going back to hot Pilates. I just had to see, it's just these timing with classes. I just need to see how it works for my life right now. And um it just feels like every day I have some shit to do and it's not bad. I, I like keeping busy, keep you out of bullshit, but y'all know I'm kind of a person that really needs like my one, two, I need my, I need peace. I need like moments to myself. Um, so being structured, having to show up and do stuff every single day starts to become overwhelming, but I, you know, I just, I, I like the busyness of it. I just have to find more of a balance. And juicing, that's a whole other thing because not only am I juicing, I still have to cook for myself. I still have to clean all the produce, go shopping, uh, clean up after juicing and get rid of this um, compost and all of that stuff. Um, but I've, I've liked juicing lately. I'm about two weeks in. Um, and I have been doing, I don't know if anybody want to know what I've been doing diet wise. I haven't been on a diet. I just try to eat, cook, eat the food I cook and, uh, as much as possible and just make smarter decisions. You know, I'm not going to say I don't eat takeout or anything like that every now and then, but I just try to cook so that I won't be tempted. But if I got a taste for something, I'm going to just eat it. But 
I try not to do that too much. I try to eat what I cook so I won't waste food and so I can save money because I need to be on an island, like ASAP. Like I need the money, I need the body, I need to be on an island. Um, I've been working my ass off, so I really just need to be on an island, but neither here nor there. But what I've been doing is indulging in fruits and vegetables in the morning hours. So trying to get up my first meal would be like drinking one of my juices and like having a bowl of fruit in the morning. And then later around like, and when the morning I'm usually up by like seven when I'm working from home, if I'm going to the office, I'm up by six, but seven making, you know, getting my shit together making the fruit bowl, drinking my juice just because it's the body's natural time to detox. And it's a good way for me to get all my vitamins and my daily, you know, vegetable and fruit counts up for the day because that's just life. Um, And then I usually eat like lunch throughout, like a little later in a day. I might like eat a snack. Like my snack is like, a boiled egg and turkey sausage, um, like at like 10, 10 o'clock because I probably already ate my fruit like by 8.30. So I might be a little hungry. So by 10 o'clock, I might eat like a turkey sausage and egg, um, boiled egg um, to hold me over. About 1.30, I probably usually have lunch and then I'm at the gym later in the afternoon. And dinner, it depends if I'm hungry or not after the gym. Um, or if I want to eat heavy because I leave the gym pretty late sometimes, but, um, I'm liking it. I just have to become more disciplined and change the structure of my life a little bit more, um, and adding things that I once did before back into my life. And I like it. Uh, you know, I feel like I have been consistently showing up for myself and doing things and not because I'm motivated, but because I just, it's just like, I really had to move outside of that mindset of being consistently motivated because every day you're not going to be motivated. Like I don't be motivated to work, but a bitch got to eat and got to keep a job. So I show up to work. I do my damn thing. That's the same way I'm viewing the gym, you know, like don't want to go, but I have to go if I want the results, not just physically, but mentally as well. So that's kind of been my update. And uh, yeah. And, you know, another thing I've been doing is choosing to do whatever it is that makes me happy in the moment. You know, I don't want anything, anybody around that just not making me happy or making me feel weird. I just don't have no time for weird shit. Um, I'm not going to say protect my peace because honestly, I really am tired of motherfuckers that disrupt people's peace, saying that they're trying to protect peace, to protect their peace. And I really feel like a lot of people don't have no peace. Like a lot of people are so easily triggered, so angry, so nasty and have such a weird disposition on life to say some bullshit like, oh, I just have to protect my peace. It's everybody else. No, peace starts and begins and ends with you. And the way I have been moving lately, people can't fuck up my peace because peace is within me. I chill with, I sit within myself. 
if someone is being weird or and you know antagonizing me or just trying to bait me into a situation I'm letting it rock because the peace begins with me and I know how peace how I am when I feel like I don't have that. I don't have that when I lose control of my peace. So when people are just like, oh, I got to protect my peace, protect my peace, that should start with you. The more that I'm in therapy, the more that I am reading and sitting with myself, I realize as long as I stay solid in who I am, nobody can really disrupt it. And if someone can disrupt it, I'm not standing 10 toes down in me anymore. I'm betraying me. I'm not is controlled as I should be um and that's a part of discipline and by like I said even when I go to the gym even when I work out it's a discipline that's there when it comes to creating a peaceful life for myself there's discipline in it where I I can't let the actions of others bait me into bullshit because Anytime you see people like having issues or interacting or not cutting off uh, friendships or just angry for no reason or breaking up and making up and just a whole bunch of angry ass behavior is really because there's no peace within themselves. So they start looking at in other situations and you can't find peace in other situations. And when you are looking for that within other people, you're going to get disappointed every time. So that's what I've been doing, trying to maintain, you know, some solitude within myself. Um, because nobody wants that angry DeAndre. Nobody wants that. Like, angry DeAndre is a different person, you know? That's not a person we want to bring back. We want to keep that bitch in the corner where she's been sitting quietly reading her books and praying and lighting candles. We want to keep that bitch over there. We don't want to bring the angry one out. It's too hot for that shit. You don't want to like leave. You know how they be like the quiet person in the class? You leave them the fuck alone because they quiet. They don't fuck with nobody. That's how I feel. So when I say I'm trying to stay in solitude and be within myself and just not Nothing anybody can do right now really can fuck with me because I am me. I do what I need to do for me. I show up for me. Can nobody move me? That's just where I'm at right now. Should that change? I'll let y'all know. But right now, that's just the space I have been in lately. Um, also, I've been trying to read, like, not a self-help book, like, but books that are beneficial to my mental health or my spirituality um so I've been trying to read a little you know I like to read for fun like novels and stuff but I've been trying to read more things for the spirit um on a daily basis I haven't been as on it as I wanted to but you know baby steps and we're gonna keep rocking out and showing up and doing that um speaking of spirituality so let's get into our first topic I feel like a lot of these like celebrities or public figures have been playing around with peace and spirituality, Christianity, um, healing for profit. 
for attention. And it's so hard to indulge in it because the media eats it up every time. Like y'all love to see like Mary Magdalene become like, <laughs> like the Virgin Mary all of a sudden. Like y'all love that and y'all eat it up all the time. Like y'all always want to see like the women that you thrown away to the to the to the streets and deemed them um undesirable because of the men that they've dated or the pe- things that they've done. Y'all love to see them turn around and act like a fucking nun. And that aggravates the shit out of me because I just feel like a lot of stuff be so marketed so quick. Like for the first example, like Alexis Sky, no shade if she's healing for everybody that's doing this. If y'all are actually healing, it's no shade. I really hope and pray that you are on your healing journey. But I find it very suspect when it's like y'all just be causing a bunch of ruckus and then y'all want to pop out with faith based merchandise. And now you want to have these girl, these women's empowerment brunches. And I've been told y'all before, y'all got to stop taking people money for BS reasons, like a bullshit brunch. I've been to one, I think. I think I've been to one and it was gifted to me and I appreciated it. But when I got there, I just felt like these, it was, these girls aren't like telling you shit. Like they, they're like, oh, learn how to be your own boss, and it's like, y'all doing, y'all saying the same shit. I can get off an of Instagram quote page, like the fuck, um, and that's how I feel with some of these like faith based things and these spiritual things because y'all are just finding a way to market it. Y'all, you ain't, you can't sit here and talk to me about certain healings and different things like that. And I know you haven't like really probably did the work. Like just stop trying to merchandise every fucking thing and stop playing with spirituality, Christianity and all of that. Like if you are trying to change your image, that's fine. But stop trying to make a dollar off of it. It's very off-putting and it's annoying. And it's not a trend. Like I just feel like when you brand yourself as that, like on here... I talk to y'all about like where I'm at in my journey, but that ain't no shit. I'm trying to merchandise for real. Like I do like affirmations and stuff, but like I'm not putting Jesus in it. (laughs) Like, like affirmations for me, it would be like talking to y'all how I normally talk. Y'all won't see me looking like sister Mary fucking Clarence and acting like, holier than thou like that I don't like that I feel like um Black China aka Angela White is doing the same thing where it's like okay she took her fillers out great she got rid of a tattoo that she probably didn't know was satanic okay why is she doing all of these interviews Black China was the same lady that had a goddamn OnlyFans about two months ago like, why are y'all acting like she's some virtuous woman today because she's asking y'all not to call her by her old stripper name anymore and call her by her real name? Like, y'all are so impressed. Not y'all that listen, but, like, the media is so impressed by dumb shit. We all know a born-again hoe. We all grown up 
with girls that were just a little faster than others or people deemed them as fast because of rumors and whatever they had found some type of solitude and solace in church or whatever and changed their tune i know people they have done it and i see them marketing god and this is regular bras walking up and down these streets i have peeped them do it and it is off-putting to me then because it doesn't seem genuine it does not seem genuine because what they do is they move around from you know being the mean girls they are popping cooch and doing everything else and wilding out in these streets and in somebody's section every week to acting like they are the first ladies of whatever little church they're going to and y'all mean ladies there (laughs) so it's like I don't really get authenticity you know I feel like and nobody really are able to really have a real testimony for real and that's the that's the stuff that I don't like and there's quite a lot and I'm not just talking about like the public figures like I mentioned I see it with people that walk the streets that are very regular people that I've met in real life where it's just like Mm, it ain't for me to judge, but your little change of route is off-putting because it's something about it is not authentic. And it's something about it that don't feel real. And it's because you guys are always trying to market everything and then be like, oh, you know what kills me is the girls that are like, writing quotes that are like, I'm never too proud to say I love Jesus. If you, you know, if you are proud to say you love Jesus, then you should be able to post it and share it like you do your business. And it's like, shut up. Like, shut up. Shut up. Like, y'all just found out who Jesus was a day ago. Like, shut up. Like the first thing you should know that you don't need to worry about anybody else's relationship with God, but yours. And that is the one thing that where it's like growing up in Philly, I appreciate from seeing Muslims discuss their religion and the conversation of not judging others and understanding that everybody's relationship with Allah is their relationship. Like, I love that conversation. I feel like Christians here don't really have that conversation enough for me. And it don't really um, stand up, stand on the ten toes down the way I see a lot of Muslims do, you know. But who am I? Just an observer, you know. But I don't really like the whole marketing religion and trying to make money and making it trendy. Like, I don't, I'm not really feeling the trend of trying to make faith-based things trendy. Like, the, you know, I just think it's a fine line, um, especially with certain people. So, I don't know. It ain't my thing. Um, so, Marcus, speaking of faith-based, this is another thing that gets on minors people feel like if you can throw religion into any situation and i'm gonna talk about two situations that kind of are mirroring similar but not really y'all feel like if you throw religion in something it excuses the odd behavior that occurs with you marcus houston 
we all know, aka Batman from Immature, aka the little boy from Baby's Kids, aka Roger, aka Mr. Dancing in the Rain for Little Saint on You Got Serve. We all know Marcus Houston um, from Immature, IMX, you know, you know him. Um, this man, when I was a little kid, was a lot older than me. Like, I'm 32. Don't quote me. That man gotta be like damn near 40. Like he's always been like immature. I and um IMX and stuff. That wasn't my generation's threshold, my age brackets threshold of like boy crushes, like another bad creation, immature. They were like my older cousin had a crush, and that bitch is like 40 or something. She had a big crush on immature. My generation, we liked Little Bow Wow. We liked Romeo, Sammy, Mario, B2K. We really shouldn't have liked Pretty Ricky, but we did. Pretty Ricky was a little older too, technically, but they were marketed to us young girls and that's a whole nother issue. But that was our threshold. So anybody younger than me that is under 21, I know damn well, Ain't no way you should be dating no goddamn Marcus Houston. Marcus Houston married a 19-year-old girl when he was 36 years old and claimed that he has met her when she was 17, but they didn't date. They met at church when she was 17, and they have the same understanding of religion, their Jehovah Witnesses, and things of that nature. They have a love for Jehovah and all of this stuff. Cool. However, he met her at 17. And it's also been alleged that she has been deemed a missing person or a runaway since she was 15. Now, I don't know how every state handles runaways, but I know when I worked in this state with child welfare, um, if someone is deemed a runaway and you have looked for them and you looked in their spot, um, it's not really harboring. Like you can go to jail for harboring a runaway, but if like, if like, I think she like ran away from like foster care and not necessarily ran away from her parents. I don't feel like people look for runaway foster children as much as they look for like runaways that came from like their biological family homes if that makes sense so I can see how she ran away and no and didn't get reunited with her family she basically went underground and you know that's pretty easy to do here if you have rich people hiding you alleged but he met her when she was, he says he met her when she was 17. Um, and they didn't start dating until she was 18. Nigga, you're 37 years old. That's still, I don't give it, like y'all feel like, that's what bothers me about this country is that everybody feel like, oh, 18, that means you grown. And that's the same thing with this R. Kelly documentary. It's like, y'all really feel like 18 is grown. 18, I was still in high school. I turned 18 in my senior year of high school. 
bitch, I tried that. Oh, I'm 18. I'm grown shit with my mama. And she wouldn't let me do something. I was like, mom, I'm grown. Like, why do I have to come in at a certain time? And she was like, girl, you still a child. Like, <laughs> you grown when you can, like, handle your bills, live on your own. That's when you grown. Like, not technically real life, but, like, 18, you definitely not grown. Like, 18, I still was in class having to raise my hand and go to the fucking bathroom. So, yeah, you can't sit here and just be like, oh, 18, you're, she was legal at 18. Like, yeah, you're not going to go to jail, but you you do look crazy as fuck to be 37 years old dating an 18-year-old. And to say something like, you guys had so much in common and we just had a shared love for Jehovah. I would be honest from going to college and going to college with people that were raised in church or raised in a religion. Um, college 18 to 21 is the best year. It's like when you're Amish, like that is the best time for you to go experience the world so that you can understand your religion a little bit more and become more disciplined because you've lived life just a bit. So I feel like that 18, you're still used to being molded and going to church because you have to and loving God the way that your parents raised you to love God. But you didn't get to create or curate your own relationship with God yet because you haven't experienced life. You haven't had the need to probably really call on God and understand religion and understand faith, being faith. Um, based in anything like that because you just learn God through the eyes of the adults around you and you have been molded but you have to have your own experiences like I said before your own relationship with God so for you to be a man of a particularly age dating an 18 year old that you met in church because of y'all shared love of Jehovah to me it sounds like you saw somebody that believed in your faith because that is what she was bred to do. And she's a bit more easier to control because you have the religious part as the backing end for why you feel the way that you feel about stuff. And to be a man of that age, to say that you have so much in common with a 17 year old, be fucking for real. Be fucking for real. It is nothing about, I don't give a fuck how mature you look. There is nothing about a 70 or you act or whatever, or how adult, adultified you are. There is nothing that a 30 something, 30, mid 30 year old nigga got in common with an 18 year old girl. And I don't even think she's 21 now at this point. And I feel like y'all say stuff and y'all publicly say things and y'all think it makes so much sense because you throw God and you want to make sure that you say she was legal before we ever dated. That does not make it right. You still look creepy as hell. And I find it very hard to believe that you met her at 17 and you're like, oh yeah, I'm always since she 18. When this girl was was deemed a missing person, I'm a runaway since she was 15. And she popped up with Chris Stokes, who has already had his own allegations for the things he had done to raise beef and I said raise beef, raise beef. And I forgot the other young man that had claimed that. Chris Stokes had molested him and violated them, alleged. Um, so it's all very weird. 
And I just think like that whole, like being super religious based and just trying to defend these people is so fucking aggravating to watch. And it's just not in forms of Christianity because we just saw the fucking Dalai Lama sit a little boy on his lip and kiss him on the lips and then fucking say, uh, suck my tongue. And y'all are trying to make it seem like, oh, he's fucking playful. No, the fuck he isn't. That's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. And of course, nobody's going to hold this shit to test. One, because it's a cultural difference. Two, it's a different type of religion. And three, y'all don't give a fuck. There are more predators out there than what people even want to admit. And to freaking curse out Cardi B because she's talking about how predators come in different shapes and sizes and that you have to protect young boys just as much as you protect young girls and really pay attention to the people that you have around children, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a coach, whether it be a pastor, whether it be the fucking Dalai Lama. It's just like, it's so scary to be a parent right now. And I'm not saying, you know, no, I am saying it. You have to pay attention to the people and you have to you have to look at religion for what it is, but understand that the people that are in that church don't hold no power over you. The people that are in that mosque or um, I don't know what the Dalai Lama thing is, whatever that mausoleum, whatever sector where they hold their religious meetings and things and you go to pray, they don't have no power with them and your power is with God himself. And God did not deem for it to be okay for no damn Dalai Lama to sit a little boy on his lap and kiss him on the mouth and then stick his tongue out and say, suck it. That's fucking disgusting. Marcus Houston, to fucking say at 30-something years old that you fell in love with a fucking 18-year-old and married her at 18, you lived your life. Before you found Jehovah, because I ain't going to forget, I went to the fucking Holiday Jam in 2004 or 2005. It was in Philly. It was 2004 because Chris Brown just came out. It was like the Christmas version of the Scream Tour. Marcus Houston was there and he was stripping on stage. And that nigga was like in his 20s, mid to late 20s. And all of us, we were all like teeny bopper teens coming to see Omarion and Bow Wow. And he was stripping behind this box. So, like, be fucking for real. Marcus Houston, you've been like weird for some fucking time. And your ass is damn near, well, you ain't too old for me at this point. But if I was 17, your ass would be too old for me. And I say this as someone who talked to, dated somebody older when I was 17. It's like, the nigga fed me like, oh, I'm so mature. Granted, I was very mature for my age, but I was still a fucking child for real, for real. Like, I still had rules to abide by. I still went to school. Bitch still wore a school uniform. Um, I couldn't go to no club. I couldn't, you know, stay out, stay up, lay up and do shit. I, you know, it's like, you can't, you ain't about to say that I'm that mature. And that nigga was in his 20s. A nigga in his 30s would have creeped me the fuck out. A nigga in his 30s could be your damn daddy. That could be your dad. If you're 17, like your dad can literally have had you as a teenager. That man could have been your father. 
And I'm not doing this to shame her because I just seem like she's from the stories that have been told about her on YouTube and things about her past. It just sounds like she um, is someone that experienced a lot of trauma and possibly being manipulated. Um, so I'm a, I, I just don't like, I just don't get how these things become a phenomenon. Um, these other, all right, I'm going to do one more. So I asked on Instagram with some topics you guys wanted me to talk about. One was, what are my summer plans? I, listen, my summer plans are more of a vibe. Like, of course, y'all know I'm going to see Beyonce. Um, I'm not playing about that. So that is why bitch is getting in shape because I'm going to be fine out there and I'm going to be doing all the choreography, dancing, singing, all of that. I need to look the fuck good. Um, so yeah, doing Beyonce concert. But I also want to do like a whole lot of like summer R&B concerts. Y'all know the Dell. Well, y'all don't know if y'all not from Philly, but we have this venue called the Dell Music Center. It's an outside venue. And in the summertime, they have a summertime series where almost every weekend, like Thursday through Sunday, there is a a performance of some sorts. Like it can be jazz, it's old school R&B, more 90s R&B, neo-soul artists, um, like Patti LaBelle might perform, Tony Braxton, um, New Edition, Johnny Gill, uh, Freddie Jackson, just a lot of different R&B artists. They have different concerts, a lot of jazz artists as well. So I definitely want to go, and they're like not expensive tickets. They even do like old school hip hop. I want to take my mom to um so some so I definitely want to go to down to and just enjoy like summer the summer concert series um I want to do more like outside workouts like walking I've I've been walking since it's been warm but like just a little bit more outdoorsiness um in 2020 and 2021 I feel like I was very outdoors I did like picnics and shit so I want to do more picnics um me and my friends did a picnic at a park um, in 2021, and we just had food, you know, some drinks, you know, well, some milk, and it was uh, it was so nice, and it was so peaceful, and it was just like we were able to like converse and talk and just be outside and just really like it was just a nice vibe. So I would want to do that again. Definitely some beach trips. Um, I love the beach. I definitely want to do some beach trips. Um. Yeah, I love, um, I'm down for the beach at any time. Uh, not working as much. Y'all know last summer, all I did was work. So I'm not trying to, outside of my full-time job, I'm not trying to work a whole lot. I'm trying to work smarter, not harder um, this summer. So I probably, you know, won't do any extra work unless like somebody want me to bartend or something. Y'all, I'm always down to bartend. Hit me up because I'm actually good. And, you know, whatever. Um, what else do I want to do? I want to go on vacation. I need a trip. I, I need to just, these flights are crazy. It's not like, it's just like, I feel like it's crazy for me to spend a thousand dollars to go somewhere that's only four hours away. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like a thousand dollar flight, I need to be traveling 12 plus hours to get there. So like my stubbornness is like making me not want to book the flights, but I need to be on an island. I need to be on a trip. I need to be getting all inclusive drinks. I need to be 
at nine o'clock taking shots in the pool. Like that's the type of vibe I need. I just need a good time. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to bite the bullet and buy these damn expensive ass flights, but I definitely want to do a trip. Um, what else? It's a lot I want to do. I just want to enjoy my summer. Um, I just want to have a good time. I love brunch. I love dressing up. I have like a bunch of outfits that I didn't wear last summer because I was working all the time. Um, that I'm going to rock this year. I just, I want to do brunch. I want to do dinners um museums uh art galleries i just want to do different shit i just want different shit different vibes and definitely connect with like my friends and family more i feel like we all become when you live like in the east coast and there's winters we all become like cocoons and nobody wants to leave out their house. So you lose a little bit of that connectivity. So definitely want to spend more time with my family and my friends. Definitely um, barbecues down. So if you're having a barbecue and your family can cook, invite me. Um, and y'all know I'm always down for like seafood nights and stuff like that. But I just want to have a vibe all summer. I'm not trying to be inside. I'm trying to be outside. But not like outside where they're like, you know, doing the Philly shit, trying to shoot me and shit. I'll just, I want to do like classy based shit, you know, like classy. Um, but yeah, those some of my summer plans. And we have finally somebody listened and emailed a let it go sis question. So for this subject, I give advice based off questions that you guys send me or story times that I get in. So if you would like me to read your question or your story time, please email me at just let it glow podcast at gmail.com. Just let it glow pod at gmail.com and or on Instagram or Twitter and let me know what questions you want me to answer. So someone wrote in says, how do you navigate friendship when a friend is in the midst of their in the midst of self-sabotaging and complains about the situation they create? My answer to that is you have to let people weather their own storm. Um, and by saying that self-sabotage starts exactly where it is, self, and they have to realize that's what they're doing. And once they realize that they're consistently setting themselves to be hurt, they'll get tired and realize that the only person that's continuously hurting them is themselves. Um, I feel like if they are creating chaos around themselves, the thing that I do with friends, family, anybody in between, I'm going to give it to you real. And then I'm going to back off. So like if you are, let's say, for example, I have a friend that's like, mm, I don't know, some morally wrong shit, let me say, that's dealing with like a married man or something like that. I'm going to stay off the rip. You are selling yourself short, selling yourself short, and that this shit is not morally corrupt, morally right, you know, like this isn't good. But at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. But Keeping the forefront, I'm not upholding the bullshit. And this doesn't, this it's not a good look for you because you deserve better, pretty much. You just lay it out. Like you're going, you're, and one thing I always tell people at this juncture, you're a grown ass person. You're going to do what it is that you want to do. I'm telling you, 
don't look later and say didn't know why didn't nobody tell me I was I was wrong for that. Hey, this shit ain't right. Ain't no way you can slice it to make yourself right in this situation. You know, I'm not about to judge you, but this it is what it is. Whatever you do going forward, just have a good time until it ain't fun no more. And I think sometimes with self-sabotage, we don't even realize you're doing it because you're just stuck in the midst of it. Um, and once the complaining starts, I think you just have to put boundaries there. Like sometimes when somebody like creates chaos around them and I ain't going to judge no signs, but I feel like uh, I know a couple of signs that do this Virgos being one where it's a creation of a lot of bullshit. And the surprise or the shock when things turn out crazy or like you didn't like to act oblivious, like you didn't know what's about to come on, like what's happening. Like you just created this whirlwind of bullshit and then you act surprised. Um, and then when you start complaining about the, the shit, like, like it's like going back to an ex-boyfriend, right? You deal with that ex-boyfriend you know that he got some shit with him, but you know, whatever. Then to turn around and complain to your friends about the ex-boyfriend's bullshit, that shit gotta be tiring. So my advice is always to tell them, hey, listen, I'm I'm cool. I'm your support system. But to be honest, you know what it is, you know how I feel about that situation. I'm not really here for the constant venting about that situation because we already know what, what, what the next steps have to be. So if you're not ready to get off that train, sometimes you got to tell people they got to keep that shit on the playground in my Monique voice. You got to keep that shit with them because if you know exactly what it is that has to be done, it's like you got to let them know like, hey, this is just a bit much for me. <laughs> this is becoming a lie. I keep listening to the same shit. And we keep coming back to the same resolution and you keep going back to the same shit. And nobody want to keep hearing the constant complaining every day, all day, just like at work. Look, job not working out right. You ain't like with my old job. I fucking hated that job. I stopped complaining about it. I fucking stopped complaining about it. I said, um, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to work towards. I'm not going to keep complaining. I'm about to make some shit shake for me. And I did. And, you know, I'm out there situation. That's literally self-sabotage like by staying stuck in a situation that doesn't mean you well. And some people just have to realize that they deserve more than what it is that they're getting. And that if you're going to do something, do it until it, feel, until it don't feel good. And once it gets to the point where it doesn't feel good, remove yourself from the situation. Like I said before, you have to become solid in who you are as self. Keep, don't lie to yourself and don't expect the people around you to lie to you too. If you're going to have a fun, have a motherfucking ball. When a party stops, pack your shit up and head on home. That's really all I can say. Be honest about, hey, you know how this situation going to turn out. But if you want to do this, I ain't here to judge you. Rock out. But I, I don't know if I want to hear this constant complaining about it either. Uh, yep. So if you have any let it go, sis, letters, email me at justletitglowpod at gmail.com. 
or write me on Instagram at just let it JST let it glow or Twitter at just let it glow. All right. Our glow up topic is realizing you have no friends beyond social status or surface levels. So I see this very often with like public figures, but also with everyday people that are like, oh, I have no friends. Once I had a baby, I realized I had no friends. When I got married, I realized I had no friends. Um, when I moved away and I was depressed, I realized I had no friends back home. And y'all do this, right? And granted, some of you probably really never had friends, but a lot of times, a lot of you had friends. And especially, I'll talk for the sector of like trying to social climb and be on and being friends on surface. So I have peeped that a lot of girls, and I've had people say this to me like, oh, like you're so pretty. I would love to hang out with you. We got to link up. We're not. <laughs> We're not. And you might be a nice person or be like, oh, I just think that we have a lot in common. We should be friends. We're not going to do that. We can have a lot in common. I have a lot in common with people, with different people. I have a lot of different hobbies and shit. So I always connect with people, but we're not about to be friends. And I'm going to tell you why. I really have a good source of really good friends. And 10 times out of 10, we don't have a lot in common as far as hobbies. The shit that we have in common, that's what we have in common. But our commonality is our bond. A lot of y'all see surface level shit and think like, Oh, we both like to do this. Let's be besties. Fuck no, no, no. Because that's when you're meeting people on surface base levels. Or, oh, I have a lot of followers. She have a lot of followers. We both host. Let's take pictures and create content. And we're going to be together every day. And we're drinking and we're having fun. Um, that's my friend. I'm always with her. But when shit really happens, when you're too drunk to get yourself home, they put you in a fucking Uber and tell you to go on home and figure it out. And you sitting outside your fucking apartment, sleep in the grass. Then you'll realize that's not your fucking friend because your real friend going to make sure that they stay with you the entire time. Um, you going home with them or they coming home with you either way. Um, a lot of people are just surface based and it's like y'all have been social climbing and y'all don't know each other for real. And as women mature, as things get old, as you step into different roles, especially motherhood, you do need a circle of people around. And for a long time, y'all were just so surface based and trying to get to know people because of an aesthetic, that when life is really happening around you, you're not a priority priority to these people's lives. They're on to meet the next surface-based friends to continue the social climb. So when you're outside of that realm, you're no longer useful to them. Makes sense? You know, if we are, you know, friends because we both look good, and we both go to the club, we both dress up, and then you get pregnant and you think that I'm showing up for you. I might go to the baby shower, you know, like, oh, okay, hey girl, we're gonna take a cute 360 booth video, but am I gonna be the person that's up to the hospital? No. Am I gonna be the person that check up on you? No. 
am I going to be the person that's, you know, sending baby stuff? No, because in my head, you're not you're like, you're cool, but you're not my friend. You know, I'm be I'm a comment on the Instagram pictures if I see it, but that's about it, you know, because we you lost that surface as base. And I feel like a lot of time that people be like, I I don't have no friends. I need more friends. Y'all are big ages. And unless you are relocating to a new city and you, because if you're relocating to a new city, I get it at 30, 25, 30, something like that, you want to make new friends. However, if you are a people person and you have hobbies, you're going to meet people that you can spend time with. You're going to know how to engage with others. It's really not that hard. But if you are in your city that you've always lived in, you are, or if you've lived there for a while and you wake up one day and realize and feel bad about the fact that you have no friends, it might just be you. It just might be you. Y'all treat y'all real people that were really there for you like shit. Y'all treat y'all family like shit. Y'all don't hang out with your family, your sisters, your cousins, your god sisters, whatever. You treat people like shit because they can't help you move socially. And sometimes you just don't know what it takes to be a friend. And being a friend is more than looking cute, taking pictures, drinking, or whatever. We are getting older. That means situations. There's a lot of life situations that have not occurred. And while some of them are very happy moments that haven't occurred, a lot of them are fucking sad-ass moments. And you want to be able to look around the circle of people when there's those happy moments, when it's those fun moments. Uh, you want to be able to say, but if this shit was some, one of the worst days of my life, these are the same people that would be in a room with me, holding me down. And if you can't say that, then I think you need to evaluate how you view friendships and how your friendships look. Um, so sometimes you might just have a real friend, but you took them for fucking granted. So they created a boundary with you. So if you are consistently waking up and saying, oh, I just realized I have no friends, but on your Instagram, you post in with all these different people and you in these different friend groups and you're just calling them friend, 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 friend. When you woke up and you needed somebody to be there for you, why don't you have any friends? I got people I can call at any moment, good, bad. Like I can call people, same people I can call to pray for me. The same people I can call to party with me. The same people I can call to get money together. Same people that I can call um, when I got exciting news. The same motherfuckers that's going to show up if I said we got to fuck somebody up. They all the same people. Y'all don't have that because y'all don't have real relationships. So like I said, if you can be at my birthday party and we having fun and it's lit, you damn sure should be able to be there on a day's where I'm at my worst. And if I if I have a birthday party full of people that can't be there on the days where I'm really fucked up, then I gotta move around. And I have to reevaluate how I view friendship and what made me think they were a friend to me. Or if I've even been a friend to them. 
Because if you can wake up and say that you have no friends, but you are consistently hanging out with people on a surface surface level, that means that you're not a friend to anyone either. You're not there as a support to anyone either. You know, you got to wash each other's back. And that's just how life goes. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because it's one of my pet peeves that I see on social media. Um, I have a lot of pet peeves. Maybe next week I'll go through all the things that pissed me off this month. And that should be fun. And y'all guys, y'all should let me know things that pissed you off too. And we can discuss it. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. Um, we didn't record it last week, so I didn't get to mention, but April 1st would mark two years since the podcast launched. And I appreciate you all for continuously listening, tuning in, telling your friends about us, um, sharing reviews, sharing the podcast, letting me know your thoughts, um, writing in, um, listening, telling me your favorite parts, giving me suggestions. I love everything about that. I love that we're all on this journey together to find our inner glow and a boss up and really um, become better versions of ourselves and consistently showing up for ourselves in the midst of still indulging in a bit of mess and fun, but also seeing like the deeper meaning behind things. So I appreciate y'all as always. Please tune in on Apple SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, um and spotify um we i'm telling you i'm working really hard to get visuals to come so bear with me hopefully we can get that real soon that's why i'm in a gym because you know the camera adds some weight <laughs> yeah we gonna we gonna get everything together so as always thank you for tuning in love you guys bye